Matthew chapter 28, a very familiar passage, the Great Commission. Let's look at this briefly tonight. I, uh, I don't expect this to be a long message. I know you're surprised on a Sunday evening that I'm not preaching a long time. But I wanted to look at something as we're considering missions. We know this passage, a very familiar passage, um, one that my parents taught me when I was a kid. I could quote this when I was a child, known it all my life. But I wonder how often we really live according to it. How often does our church actually operate according to it, or our churches around the United States? So I want to look at just a couple things. The source, the therefore, and the scope are my three points tonight, and we'll look at each one briefly. Verse 18 says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, He's speaking to the eleven disciples. This is the first church. The commission was given to the local church. His authority rests in the local church. And so he says, He came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Uh, I, like I said, I want to look at these three things. Um, and really I want to focus on verse 18 because it's the key to this. We're given a commandment. We're, we're given the source. And so I want to look here and then i got another passage I want to look at. In our energy source, our power to serve the Lord. Um, we doubt Him so often. We, we go weakly into the service of God so many times, and yet Jesus said He has it all. So um, let's have a word of prayer, and we'll, we'll look at this passage. Father, thank You. Thank You for each one here tonight. Lord, we just praise You for uh, the songs we sang. Thank You for our salvation. Help us, Lord, as we just sang about praising You to, to have hearts of gratitude and and love and, and rejoicing tonight in you and, and what you've done for us. And Lord, help us through the month of October to focus on missions, to, to pray about what you'd have us to do. And, and Lord, to expand our vision, to increase our burden for the lost around the world. And Father, help us to see that individually we all have a role to play. And Father, give us just a desire to accomplish that which you've given us. Christ's name we pray, amen. So Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. I, I've thought on this verse a lot. I, I, I look at this verse a lot. It, it's an incredible verse to me. That he's, he said this to begin with. Because he knew what he was just getting ready to tell them was overwhelming. Right? There's 11 men. He says, you 11 Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. If we, if we were to say Victory Baptist Church is going to go all around the world and preach the gospel to every creature in our own strength, it's impossible. It's overwhelming. 
boy, to consider preaching the gospel to the state of Texas. It's huge. (laughs) There's, There's millions here. And we would look at it and we would say, well, it's just not possible. If I talk to everyone... Uh, for five minutes for the rest of my life, I'm not going to cover the state of Texas. I think that's right. I haven't done the math and I'm not going to. But when we consider it from an earthly perspective, it is overwhelming. So he started it with this and he gave us the, the ability here and the energy and the source of our power, the source of the, um, Well, the best word I know is the ability to do what he's asked us to do. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, 15 through It says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of His calling and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints." And what is the exceeding greatness to, of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his, foot, under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. This passage says, he, he says, I'm praying for you. I cease not to give thanks for you, for your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, for where you're at in your walk with the Lord, your testimony. I praise the Lord for that, but I'm praying for you that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you these things. And when Jesus said, all power is given unto me, he said, I have this to give to you. He says that I may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That you will know what to speak and how to speak. What a blessing that is. Proverbs 16.1 is, is a verse, and you've heard me speak of it. I keep it in my office because it says that my speech when I'm standing and serving the Lord, is from Him. The answer of the tongue is from the Lord. He gives wisdom when we're serving Him. It's our source of strength, our source of, of knowledge of Him. In the eyes, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, and that you know what is the hope of His calling, what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And then verse 19, And what is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe, according to the working of His mighty power. That, that you can experience in your Christian walk the exceeding power of Jesus Christ. Amen. What a thought. We, we're so meek and mild, and there's nothing wrong with meekness, but we're not to be scared 
And we're not to be cowered down by the world. We have the exceeding power of Christ. Who said in His own words, and we know He does not lie, He has all power. It's given to Him in heaven and in earth. Now Paul says this is what we are to experience in our life. This is God's will for us to know the exceeding greatness of His power according to the working of His mighty power which He wrought in Christ, which He, he shows through Christ and He then placed Christ above all things. Principalities, powers, mights, dominions, all the names that are named in, the, in this world and the world to come. Put all things under His feet. He's the conqueror. He's the conqueror. He's already won the victory. So we can go into the battle. The illustration I use in my own mind, and I know I've used it from here, is if you're going to go into a, a basketball game, if you could go and get Michael Jordan on this side and, and LeBron James over here and maybe Kobe Bryant, you'd know you're going to win. Who's going to beat this team? Even with me in here. We're going to go into this battle and we're going to win this game because I have three of the greatest, if not the three greatest of all time. We won't get into that argument. But I would have confidence and boldness. I wouldn't be nervous about going into that game. Boy, i got Michael Jordan here beside me. And yet, we live our Christian life defeated most of the time, scared to walk out and serve the Lord and to stand for Him, to raise the banner for Jesus Christ. I serve Him in my job do they know that I stand for Christ? There's, there's things that are not going to happen in my life because I serve the Lord. And He is the Creator. There's, there's no fear in battle when you know the victory's already won if you're walking in faith. All power is given unto me. He says here that we can know the exceeding greatness of His power to usward. What exactly would that look like? To know this exceeding power. Not to lift up your name, but to see Christ win the victory in my life. Day by day by day and moment by moment. He says, listen, I've given you a job. But first of all, I want you to know that you are going to get this job done. He didn't... Mr. Martin always said this, and I love it. He goes, God does not give impossible commands. He does not give impossible commands. When he said, then go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, he said that the gospel would be preached to every creature. The therefore is, is our motivation. Because I have Christ with me, because He lives within me, I know He's mine, and I am His, and I know that, according to 1 Corinthians 15, the victory is already won, <clears throat> then I can go into the outermost parts of the world. Therefore, Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8, I'm not going to try to quote it, because I'll mess it up. I'm going to turn there and read it.
And we can claim these verses for our own. Christ said that to the disciples in Matthew chapter 28, but he, he put it in the Bible for you and for me. He put Acts 1 and the 8 in the Bible for you and for me. We, we get to claim this for our own. Verse 8 says, But ye shall receive power after the, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and uh, Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. You're going to receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Well, we know that upon salvation, the Holy Spirit moved in. So now we have the power, not in and of ourself, but through Jesus Christ, to go to the uttermost parts of the earth. Matt read the, the lesson from, or the lesson, the letter from the Shigalis family in, in Bulgaria. And he talks about the difficulty there. And I know that it's got to be discouraging to be a missionary in Bulgaria. We were there for just a short time, and the people are cold, hateful, hard there. Okay, there was, there was, you walked through the city of Varna, and nobody smiled, nobody was friendly. They didn't even smile at each other. They were just a hard people. They came out of the Soviet Union, and and communism and all of this, there was there's no God, uh, there's no godly worldview at all. It's all an atheistic worldview. They're orthodox, but they're that's a state religion. And so they they are calloused and hard towards the gospel. I wonder what does a missionary that is serving in those areas think? Well, if he doesn't have a hold of this, that the power is from God, he's going to get discouraged. Jeff's been over there, I don't know how many years now, five or six? Something like that, right? Somewhere in that range. And it's a slow work. He's going to be there a long time before there's a work established. He has to know that God has put him there and the source of his power is God. Boy, if it's, if it's just in yourself, you're going you're gonna to leave quickly. And that's why, that's why we see so many missionaries come off the field. I think it is still. I didn't look this week, but I, I have read in the past that the average missionary lasts between six months and a year on the field. Why? First of all, they, they, don't lack, they lack support at home. That's, that's a big one. Churches are failing them. We fail them here. But their faith is not in the power of God. Amen. And... So when the results aren't exactly what they want to see, then they get discouraged and come home. When the results in Wichita Falls are not exactly what we want to see, where is our faith going to lie? It's got to be in the power of God. When I have this, then I will go into the uttermost parts of the world. I will go to Wichita Falls, and I will be a witness. My motivation is that He, is, he has redeemed me and given me this great privilege of serving him, and then he has given me the ability to do so. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. I, I look at the scope of it all, and it's an amazing thing that he said we're going to teach all nations, that we're going to go and, and, and bring the gospel to every people. I just, I just uh, looked up again. I like to pull up the world um, clock on my computer, and it sits there in real time, and it tells you the population. Now, I, I know there's got to be a margin of error in there, but they are telling you 
where the world population is right now. We are at, as of yesterday afternoon, seven, or no, did I write down? Uh, it doesn't matter. 7,979,877,450 people on the planet. So right or almost to 8 billion. They, do, they say by sometime next year we're going to be over 8 billion people on the planet. We're still at about 47 to 49% unreached in the world today. That is, there's no source uh, of gospel whatsoever. And when they say Christianity, that's quite an umbrella. They throw things in there that we don't agree with. I looked at the deaths this year. How many people have died worldwide? And it is 45,306,000 people have died this year. Well, you take that in half, and you have 22.5 million people never heard the gospel, died without hearing the gospel one time. Now, we have the Great Commission right here, and we've had it all of my life, had it all of, all of our lives. And the Bible says that we've been given the power, we've been given the means to do this, and we've been given the command and yet we are still failing at reaching the uttermost parts of the world. I pulled up this, this, and some of these statistics are a little dated. It's hard to find stuff that is new. This is from Operation World. The country of Pakistan. I, I chose Pakistan because um, we support the Javades. And uh, the population of Pakistan is... 225,199,929 people. The uh, official languages, English is the official government language, Urdu is the national language, and becoming widely understood by most Pakistanis. The literacy rate is 58%. The number of Christians, the percentage of Christians, now when you... When you say Christians, they throw in Catholics, they throw in non-denominational, they throw in everything that would say they use the Bible. Sometimes they even throw in Mormon and Jehovah Witness into those statistics. The numbers are 2.5% of Pakistan is Christian. 0.6% is evangelical. Muslim is 95.8%. It's the largest religion in the country by far. There are 394 people groups. There's least reached groups are 53%. 53% of the groups in Pakistan have never been reached with the gospel. Um, they, they have a persecution ranking of 5 out of 50. Now, I don't know what that means exactly. When, when the Javades were here, they said if you are evangelizing in southern Pakistan, it's pretty safe, not too bad. And he said, so um, those that are teaching the gospel tend to stay in the southern regions. If you get up into the northern region, up against Afghanistan, and uh, you go up into, well, even in the, that'd be the northwestern side, I believe that's right, into Iran, you deal with more militant Muslims, and it's more dangerous. Now, that's where Anil said that he and his wife will be going. They're going to live southern, but they're going to be going into the northern part of Pakistan. So there's a great need in this one country alone. 
The government normally alternates between inefficient, corrupt political parties and authoritarian military dictatorships. Power and wealth are concentrated in too few hands. This hinders economic and social development. The country faces pressure from Islamic forces in the West, Af- Afghanistan, and the Punjab, and from troubles with India over the Kashmir region. Pray the Lord would free Pakistan from spirits of lawlessness and violence that harm the nation. Pray for government that will move the nation forward. Fundamentalist Islam, driven by the Taliban, impacts the whole nation, even though only a minority support it. It causes violence against religious minorities. Social and economic progress is difficult for non-Muslims and non-Sunni Muslims. Women who live under fundamentalist Muslim values have very few freedoms or rights. Education is minimal and domestic abuse is widespread. Pray that the true nature of this type of Islam would become clear for all to see so that it might lose its power. Pakistan is a country with a great need, and it's just one. And I thought this, this month I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to highlight a country every week. Uh, I wanted to highlight Pakistan. We, um, we have the privilege of partnering with the Javades, and, and I'm excited to see what God is going to do with them there. They're looking at getting into Pakistan the first part of next year, uh, Lord willing. And so pray for them that they will go and pray for them that they will see uh, God's power evident in their life. They're going to face some adversity that we don't see here by far more adversity than we see here. Um, difficulties that we do not face, uh, obviously, in America yet. But pray for them. Pray that they will see God's power evident. And, and as we go out this week, uh, my challenge is that we pray for missions. We, we, took our, we, we uh, have these cards out here, and we have my com- personal commitment. Uh, what, we would, what we would say, Lord, what would you have us to do in the area of missions next year? Above and beyond my financial giving, what can I do for missions? And I challenge us to... to set aside more time to pray for missions. They see power when, when God's people are praying. The Spirit moves when we're praying. All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Do we really believe it? We're, do we really believe that the Great Commission is, is something that can be accomplished? It always seems like it's something that's just out of reach. And yet, if I see that the Holy Spirit dwells within me, and I'm walking with Him, then I can trust the Lord to fulfill the commandments that He's given. So let's be praying that God would use us, that we would see His power in our life, He would burden us greater in a greater way for missions, and it would open our eyes up to maybe a mission field we haven't thought of before. And, and that the Lord would use this month in a mighty way. Let's pray. Father, thank you for our time tonight. I know that, um, I know that your desire, your will, is for each and every one of us to be active in the area of missions. Lord, in, in different ways, I know, but Lord, that we would just seek your face and, and commit, Lord, to follow you. Commit uh, to trust you. Lord, to use us, that we would see your power, the exceeding power, the exceeding greatness of your power, Lord, evident in our lives. 
Lord, I, I just ask for for your glory to be shown, Lord, in our lives, in our church. Father, we commit that to you. We, we trust you, Lord, to use us, and we'll praise you for it. In Christ's name, amen. You are dismissed.